This is the Create and Thrive podcast episode 200 and in celebration today I have a very special episode. I've actually brought my partner in, I was going to say crime, but my partner in success, my husband Nick onto the show and we answer your questions about what it's like to work with your partner. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010 and since 2013 I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show for this very special anniversary celebratory episode. Yes, it is the 200th official episode of the podcast. I'm super happy to have reached this fantastic milestone in the show, and I wanted to do something a little bit special. So I managed to convince my other half, my partner in business and life, Nick, my husband, to actually come on the show with me and do an interview. And I did a bit of a call out uh, in the Thriver Circle and on social media beforehand to ask what questions you have for us. You know, what is life like working with your spouse or your partner? Uh, and a lot of a lot of questions about, you know, how did it all start? Uh, what what do we do every day? Kind of who's in charge of what? And we go into the details of all of this in this episode and answer a whole bunch of questions that you have asked us about this. Uh, I know that a lot of people are super curious about what it's like to work with your spouse, especially for such a long time. You know, we've been self-employed completely, both of us, uh, for over a decade now. (laughs) Well, just coming on to a decade now. And uh, we've managed to make it work really well for us. And we share how we've done that in today's episode. Before we continue, I have a favor to ask you. And that is, as kind of an anniversary present... It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review of the show, as if, whether you're a new listener or a long-term listener, if, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that helps people find the show, or alternatively over on the Create and Thrive Facebook page. It would mean so much to me if you would spend that couple of minutes to leave a review and let me and other people know what you think of the show. Uh, I'm going to start reading out reviews every so often. So I wanted to kick off with one of the most recent reviews uh, from Deb Harowitz. And this is really lovely. Uh, her title is Practical and Incredibly Helpful Advice. And she says, to the point, no overinflated promises of magic results, bracket, which we have all figured out by now are complete BS, bracket. Real help for real makers who struggle to get their biz going and or thriving. I listen multiple times to the episodes that are timely for me and go back and look for past episodes that are relevant to my current place in the journey. Jess is amazing. That is such a wonderful review. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Deb, for taking a few minutes to leave that review of the show. Uh, yeah, it just you can probably hear it in my voice. It makes me really happy to hear that people are getting so much value out of this uh, show and that they're getting the gist of it, you know, that I'm really all about giving that just real advice. You know, I don't believe there are any secrets to success. Uh, I don't believe there are any hidden ways of, you know, working it out that nobody knows. It's all about figuring out the right 
path for you and the right things to do at the right time and just giving you that practical advice sharing what I've learned sharing what so many of the makers I've interviewed over the last 200 episodes have learned in their journey and if you are a long-term listener you've probably figured out by now that there are recurrent themes that keep coming up and up again over and over again and really I should do another episode on that but that's for another time for today it's all about the interview between me and my husband and uh, so you get a little sneak peek into the behind the scenes of our relationship and our life in this episode today I hope you enjoy it if you do please share it uh, you know or you know, let me know that you enjoyed it take a screenshot share it on your uh, Instagram stories or message me on Instagram or send me an email let me know Um, that you enjoyed the episode. I love hearing from you. And without further ado, let's get into today's celebratory interview. So this is our 200th episode, and I'm very excited to have convinced my husband and right-hand man, Nick, to join us on the show today. Hello, darling. Hello. And I kind of put a call out on social media for you guys to ask Nick questions. Well, to have me asking questions, let's be honest. And you really delivered. And there's a whole bunch of awesome questions covering pretty much everything I think we want to discuss. If you can hear biscuits being eaten in the background, that is our cat. Just just to give you some family ambience of what's going on here. <laughs> so we're going to start at the beginning because um, Tanya had a great question. Nick has been with me before, since before I started these businesses right? Correct. Yes. So he was there in the very beginning. And Tanya's question is this, Jess, as I understand from your podcast, you were a little bit workaholic at the beginning. (laughs) So I'd love to hear from Nick uh, how it was for him to be with a person who is thinking 24 hours about business. Uh, It was a roller coaster, I think. (laughs) Uh, Mostly good. I think uh, reminding you to perhaps uh, write your thoughts down rather than worry or let them consume you was possibly a good uh, shared tactic, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And to follow on from that, Carol quest- Carol's question was, I'd like to ask what it's been for him as the partner of a creative. It's been good. It's exciting. You never never really know what direction you're going to go day to day, week to week, month to month. Uh, so it's been uh, a lot of fun discovering where Jess's creative mind will take us. I do like to go in strange tangent directions. Um, Just to give a bit of background. So what was the situation when this all began? Like what was your situation when all this began? So we had uh, met in 2007 uh, as I was backpacking in Australia. I'd taken a redundancy from the company I was working with in England and uh, taken the decision to have a year out to travel Australia and a few other places. Got as far as the East Coast and uh, met Jess, and uh, Jess was working as a a manager in a a teaching centre and had started to create some jewellery as a hobby, which then started to fill the house with (laughs) supplies and finished products. And the question was asked, you know, what what are you going to do with all this stuff? And at the time, I was not working. We had a plan to convert a camper van to do a year's travelling around Australia once we'd, we'd been married, um, which uh, is a whole story in itself, which I'm <laughs> sure Jess has told before. Mm. But um, So I was putting off getting another, uh, air quotes, proper job, I guess, <laughs> and uh, saw that Jess was sort of starting to make a go of uh, the ethereal side of the business. Mm. 
So all that time, basically, Nick, Nick basically just as soon as, well, when we met, he was only on a tourist visa, right? So he couldn't actually get a job and he was living with me and you just took over all the domestic stuff. I call, I basically say you were like the house spouse. Yeah, that would be a good way of describing it. I was, uh, yeah, free to to entertain myself during the day as long as dinner was on the table and uh, the house was taken care of. I think uh, it worked worked quite well up until that point, but obviously it was not going to be a, a permanent situation. Mm, because you were still living, like we were sharing the expenses, you were still living on your savings from the redundancy and all that sort of, and you had a house that was renting out in the UK as well, so you were living on that. And we were kind of, you know, sharing everything half and half before we got married. Yes, and back then the uh, the, the British pound was doing very well against the Aussie dollar, so uh, yes, uh, not needing to to work in the immediate future was was good so I think it's important to set that up because let's fast forward to 2010 we were we'd moved into my parents property. we were living with my parents well not with them kind of with them on their property property. yeah Um, my dad was helping us fit out our camper van for this trip that we never actually went on and if you're interested in the story of that go back and listen to the very first episode of the podcast and I kind of outline that but at this stage so Nick still hadn't um didn't get a proper job as you said and I I kind of threw my this is kind of where it all really started I sort of threw myself into a ferial like 24 7 almost didn't I yes it got it got pretty serious because at that stage you had left your previous job yeah uh, and as I say, what was uh, supposed to be a temporary situation was uh, prolonged uh, by by quite some time. Mm. And uh, I just saw some opportunities to step in and help uh, Jess take care of some of the more, man- more mundane businessy things while Jess could focus on the creative and growing the business side. Yeah, and you were still taking care of all the domestic stuff at the same time, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So and a few more questions that people have just to wrap all this up. What was your background and what made you want to learn jewellery? It kind of all was a natural progression of kind of handing you these tasks, wasn't it? Yeah, so my background, uh, I studied engineering <coughs> at uh, Tech College and University and fell into a uh, an IT role with a multinational company, a manufacturing company, which I was at for best part of nine years and progressed from you know a lowly systems engineer uh, working with databases, application support, up to sort of managing the, the 24-hour support team. Involved a lot of, you know, long hours, antisocial hours, uh, being on call, stuff like that. Fairly high pressure at times job. So very, very different to uh, my life now, (laughs) mostly. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, so would you say, I mean, it's not like you kind of decided to become a jeweler. It was just like, first of all, I handed the bookkeeping off to you. And then I sort of handed the shipping off to you. And then you sort of said, well, maybe I can do some of the making. Yeah, so I think it started with basically the preparing the materials ready mm. for the, you know, just to turn them into the beautiful things that they've become. Uh, so, you know, for instance, preparing the, the wire that became earrings. It's not a, not a diff- difficult job. It's just a, it's just a fairly time-consuming job mm. to produce batches of them, but it uh, would allow Jess to focus uh, on growing the business, <coughs> and then when she had to make it, took her less time. Mm. That then progressed to taking over the the packaging, the posting, the the managing of the orders, uh, and basically any task that I could take from Jess that she would let me do. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> and uh, yeah, free free Jess up to basically grow what was rapidly becoming a business that could support both of us. Mm. And so, for you, is it a creative venture or more so just? <clears throat> 
something you enjoy doing like work you enjoy doing I think it's become something I've enjoyed doing I really really like working with my hands I've Mm. always been a fairly practical individual Uh, the opportunity to actually make the rings was just a bit of fun initially I thought well you know I'll I'll have a go how hard can it be (laughs) it turns out it's a little bit harder than I initially assumed I was like what's all this fuss about but uh as 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 the years have gone by I I like to think my skill has grown and it's something I I actually actively enjoy uh it's a nice way to spend a day in the workshop you know Mm. Spotify on in the background and you know a bunch of orders to 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 make for people all over the world it's it's quite special I think Mm. uh you know, especially for, with us, we had our own wedding bands made by a good friend, a jeweller in the in the UK, and so to to be able to well, not return the favour, but uh, <laughs> to be part of people's special days is, is is awesome. It is really nice. So another great question: Do you feel like you're um, self-employed, or that you have a job, or like you're an employee? I I don't really see the distinction between the two. I think it's it's. It's something that just needs to be done mm. to, uh, you know, enable us to live the life we do. I guess uh, more self-employed than employed, but uh, it's definitely a partnership. So it's mm. much of a muchness in my eyes. Yeah, I think the important thing to point out here is, I would say I am. I hate saying it this way, but it's the easiest way to explain it. I am the boss of the business, and you are the boss of the rest of our lives, pretty much. Yeah, I'd agree. That's a fair way of putting it. Yeah. And then we each have certain responsibilities that we have negotiated over the years. You know, you're responsible for these things. I'm responsible for those things. And the business and every the rest of our lives, they're not really separate. No, it's it's just it's it's part of who we are and what we do. I, I, I don't see this distinction between, you know, work and play so much. It's, you know, we, we do what we do to, to enjoy our lifestyle. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Um, so I'll move on to a question that's about this. And Carol said, you know, how do you both not let work infiltrate into home time, if that's at all possible? And Monica asked, how do you guys turn off the business at the end of the day? This is a really good question. I mean, I think for me that the, the working on the business side of thing for me is quite clear. Like mm. I, I, I can switch off because I, I know I've achieved whatever tasks needed to be done. The, the orders are done. Uh, I have a, you know, an idea of what the rest of the working week is. Obviously it's very different for Jess with the, you know, the, 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 the growing the business mm. side, the, the, the many other facets to the business is not just ethereal, but create and thrive the thriver circle. Um, and the business of making me and as well. the business of making just just because uh, <laughs> I needed a third business, but anyway. But I think for us, I think you know we do talk work outside of work okay. hours, but it's just because it's you know we need to clarify you know maybe what's happening tomorrow. Or we're we're trying to plan our our week. Uh, mm. Uh, just it, it never really intrudes it's not like oh god you know we're, we're talking about business again at you know nine o'clock at night it's like <laughs> oh we just need to sort something out yeah and that's dealt with there and then really yeah and we it doesn't often happen like i think was it last night or the night before we were in bed about to go to sleep and kind of one of us mentioned something and then i was like oh no no more work talk you know yeah but it, it doesn't happen very often no it's 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 just it's just what it is really yeah. it's not a stress to talk about work outside of work because it's our business i think mm. if we were working for someone else i think going back in the day you know when i was you know employed by this company i certainly did not want to be thinking about business uh, outside of business <laughs> that being said we do kind of have work hours don't we 
Yeah, yeah, we, we, we have set work. We don't work weekends unless no. it's a specific, you know, a rush order for mm. somebody um, or, you know, stuff that needs needs to be done that we didn't get done during the week. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes we take a, a day off in the week, which then necessitates <clears throat> maybe a little bit of work at the weekend. But yeah, usually it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Like we have a good routine now. You know, after years and years of doing this, <laughs> we like especially with the, the business tasks uh, and even the home tasks, like we know what our respective jobs are and what our respective roles are and the things that we need to get done and we just get on and do them really. Yeah, pretty much that. Mm. We do, we have instituted a weekly meeting recently. Like it was, a, it was very informal previously, but I think that's been really helpful. Yeah, it just uh, organises our week. We know what day we're, we're going to perhaps go out uh, and the rest of the time we know what jobs need to be done and make sure that it, we stay on top respectively and if there's anything we need the other person to do that's when it's brought up mm. and I think it's been really good because um, to, to refer to what you were just saying there um, another question Sarah had for us was do you make an effort to have some time or some away time just for you two every week and how do you fit that in so yeah we do we have a date every week where yeah. we go out and do something so it's not a fixed fixed day mm. I mean we used to usually do Tuesdays but uh, it depends on the workload whether Jess has you know maybe podcast interviews yeah. you know maybe we have many orders that need doing so we will you know make usually make a decision on that Monday meeting to say okay you know we're going to go Thursday oh look the weather looks good Thursday mm. oh, we live in Australia the weather's <laughs> always always pretty good to be fair um, but uh, it does rain sometimes yeah so once once a week we'll we'll organize to actually leave leave the place of business <laughs> and, uh, and uh, experience the outside world for a for a day <laughs> yeah and that's a really uh conscious decision because we are aware we had to talk about this this morning we are aware that we're like in each other's pockets 24 7 um we do have separate offices and the workshop is separate from my office so it's not like we're literally always together no it's it's the majority of the time we're not actually together mm. but i think when you were you know, add up the hours you're in your office um, i'm either in my office or in the workshop mm. or you're looking after the property or, or or whatever it's uh yeah i think if we were in the same room 24 7 then you know <laughs> probably wouldn't we probably wouldn't be here to have this conversation <laughs> to be fair though the first six years we pretty much were because we literally lived in two rooms Yes, we lived in a converted shed with not a lot of... But again, we your, were... All, your, your desk was in one room and my desk was in the other room. <laughs> but again, we, li- we li- lived on acreage, so yeah. that it wasn't... Uh, I never felt like we were trapped in a small space together. No. It was, there was a plenty of opportunities to uh, get away from the other person when, when we needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we do that, and I think that's been really, really good. Um, speaking of uh, the time we spend together... Uh, a few questions um how is it working with your wife and is it difficult working together oh i I think majority of the time it's good um we do occasionally have uh you know not arguments frustrations uh, frustrations i think when we realize that the other person's not actually a mind reader uh, (laughs) perhaps we could be a little clearer in in what we're trying to convey i think that's that's generally what happens Mm. uh when uh yeah, we assume that the other person knows what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think how you put that was really good. Like because we are together so often, and we have been doing these similar jobs and routines for so long. Sometimes, yeah, it feels like the other person just should understand exactly what we mean without us having to explain it, and that can sometimes cause frustrations. Yeah. So it all comes down to actually talking about it. Yes. Funny, funny <laughs> that. 
<laughs> and actually communicating properly. And that's how we, you know, move past any of those issues that arise as we as we go. So um, another great question, Shannon asks, what's the best part about working together and what's the worst part about working together? I think the best part is uh, deciding how we're going to work and play for the week. Mm. Uh, having, you know, working together uh, enables us to say okay you know Tuesday looks a great day to go to go to the beach for a swim you know what's your schedule oh it's clear good can we or maybe it's not clear can we move stuff Mm. Uh, I think having that opportunity to decide you know what we want to do when we want to do it is probably the best thing about working together we're not having to rely on asking for permission from (laughs) from our respective bosses to you know can we have the afternoon off or, or whatever yeah and we have basically freedom really like if you ever had to go get a job, it would suck because <laughs> because you know we wouldn't have that freedom anymore. We'd have to work around your your schedule and your hours, and that's why we've tried very hard to never make that happen. Yeah, and I think also with with only one of the businesses relying on physical materials, and even with with that, we've we've run the business from from our camper van for you know mm. for for I think six weeks. We did was yeah. the longest stint, so we can we can we can get away well still running our businesses which mm. I think for a lot of people would be hard mm. I mean when we go overseas obviously we have to shut a ferial but I'm still running Create and Thrive when we do that so we've always got some income coming in haven't we yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah that's the, the beauty of what we do mm. so we can we can take it some extended time obviously you know Jess still has to do some work mm. I still have to do some work to support Jess while she's working yeah because so, uh, he like does the cooking and stuff still yeah because I'm still working and you're still working so yeah swings and roundabouts um and also i think i think it's really important to clarify here that we actually like each other yes yeah (laughs) i think that matters yeah yeah or we wouldn't be married and (laughs) working together if we didn't i think uh yeah i mean i so many people say to me like how can you work with your spouse but i think one we like each other but i i actually think it's really comes down to neither of us have like a big ego about anything in particular like um, you don't feel emasculated that I'm the main breadwinner and I don't feel um, effeminated. Is that a word? It is now. <laughs> that you're a better cook than me, like a lot better, like 10 million times better. You know, like we don't have those weird No, it's hang-ups. just we just we know what needs to be done to, mm. to, to enable us to live our life how we want to and we just get on and do it, I think. Mm. And we're very good at, yeah, we're very good at talking about things and I think having those... Um, I think having those roles that we talked about earlier and sort of those, there's this concept of the mental load. I know a lot of you've probably read about this or heard about it. Um, you know, that some people have, uh, it's the person who has the responsibility to keep something running. So for a lot of you listening, you have the mental load of running your business, but you might also be carrying the mental load of running your household. And we are in the fortunate position of being able to share that. Like Nick has the mental load of running the household. He's the one who keeps on top of going, you know, have we got groceries? Does the washing need to be done? Is the cleaning done? Do I need to mow the lawn? And I have the mental load of the business as in, you know, what emails need to be answered? What um, what am I doing for the podcast next month? Am I, you know, are we bringing in enough money? Do I need to change things? So like all of that stuff, we have those those areas of responsibility and we're both good at carrying the weight of those. And also we're good at reaching out and asking the other person and checking in with the other person if they f- feel like 
just to make sure they feel like things are equal yeah so that we're not you know taking on more than than we should and that we share you know whatever we can when we can to take the load if if someone is overloaded for a week for instance if i have a you know an excessive amount of orders through the workshop Mm. that's obviously going to impact on my ability to take care of all the other things so i may you know for that week or day or whatever i suggest to step in and it's just it's just yeah it's, it's teamwork yeah it really is it is teamwork absolutely um so this is a great question from Belinda. Do you complement each other as far as skill I sets go? I think we covered the last question. Oh, what was that also one? the worst bits of the Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, we, we covered it briefly before. It's just the fact that we, we need to remember we're not mind readers. Yeah, of the we're other. not one person. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, as, as, you know, not making silly assumptions that mm. the other person has understood what you're talking about first time. Mm. Uh, or does, it ha- does not necessarily have the knowledge of, of what's in your mind. And, you know, leading to silly, niggly arguments mm. over, over a stuff that really just just comes down to communication. And that's something we, you know, we're aware of. Mm. Yeah, and we usually, like, we might have a little tiff or something. And this it's actually pretty rare. We don't, we don't, no, we don't cool. argue very often. Um, and then we just, one of us will come to the other person and say, let's sit down and actually talk through it after tempers have, <laughs> tempers have settled down. <laughs> And I think it's I think it's really helpful that we're actually really aware of each other's failings. Like we each have. Um, th- there's a great question here. Um, Connie said as a joke. So Jess is uh, so Nick. Sorry, is Jess really as lovely as she seems, or does she have a dark side? No comment. <laughs> I think every you know we all have um, imperfections. Let's yeah, say yeah. We, or quirks. I, I think we're aware of each other's yeah. and. and- we know when maybe we push push buttons a little bit, mm. and uh, it always comes down to one of one of us. Will, you know, when we know we're in the wrong, that we'll, mm. we'll apologise, and you know, it, we move on and try not to do it again. Yeah, and not hold grudges yeah. and like all that sort of nasty stuff. Or just realise, yeah, realise it was a miscommunication <laughs> and nothing to worry about, really. No, and you know, you're really supportive of my crazy ideas, <laughs> and and you're a really good. Um, sounding board like whenever I have issues or questions about the business you're the first person I talk to because you know you understand it and you're always you're always really supportive of me and you always say you know I believe in you and you you can figure it out and you help me figure it out yeah and I think that's over the last 10 years we've had even many businesses um Mm. you know bespoke being one of them and I think it's been it's been interesting to see you know to take them and sit and run with them to see see what's going to be successful and potentially make us an income what's going to be successful but maybe just uh, for an enjoyment rather than mm. a profit um, and then actually working you know what what is our key key businesses that su- support us through life really I guess yeah okay so let's go back to the do you complement each other as far as skill sets go question. I think we do. Yeah, I think uh, it should be fairly obvious. Jess is the creative uh, driver of our business. I'm happy to support Jess in whatever, as she says, crazy scheme she comes up with. <laughs> no, so it's, I believe anything Jess comes up with is has a potential to to earn us an income or mm. or provide us some entertainment, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> And I am happy to you know to get on you know with the with the more mundane tasks that Jess perhaps doesn't like so much that you know I can quite happily sit down with a cup of tea and you know process stuff through you know work on the websites the back end of the websites mm. the you know the bookkeeping the accounting I've I've I've, I've certainly learned a lot about how to uh, 
keep 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 track of finances using <laughs> using zero. Oh, That's yeah. been a, a roller coaster of a ride, but I finally, after I don't know how many years, <laughs> finally think I have a bit of a handle on it. Yeah, sure. certainly made my life easier than mm. trying to do everything in spreadsheets. Oh my god, oh, spreadsheets! Never ever ever try and run your business with a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's okay when you're starting out, but man, it oh. gets hard really quickly. Yes. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and that's, I think, you know what, I think it really does come down to the ultimate reality of why this works so well is because we are complementary in our skill sets. Like I am awful with domestic stuff. Like you should see his face right now. <laughs> like, I mean, I can do it, but it just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, you know, if we flip, if you flipped our gender roles, I would probably be that awful husband who doesn't notice that the washing needs to be done. You know, like I'm, if it, if it was, if you were working as well, I think I'd probably be better at it. Cause I'm like, I mean, outside of the business, you mm. obviously work. Yes. Um, but because that's your mental load, it's not something I notice as much. And that works for me because, uh, yeah, that, that sort of mundane stuff drives me nuts because I want to be thinking about, you know, I want to be doing other creative stuff. So, it yeah, it kind of works really well. And you've come on in leaps and bounds <laughs> from, from, from when we first met, uh, when I first saw Jess's car. Oh, <laughs> that was just, just, just like, wow. It was a bit of a mess. <laughs> that I, I realised the nickname Messy Jesse was uh, fairly apt. Oh, no, you've let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. No, I won't. <laughs> but it's true, like... Um, that that complementary skill set and complementary just way of being like I kind of I always joke that Nick's like accidentally Zen master like you just are so chill and most happy. most of the time. yeah well not always obviously no. but you're you're happy to just be happy yeah I mean it's it's, it's what's what I try and do in life is, is be happy and <laughs> Whereas, enjoy, enjoy yeah. a quiet life as much as possible. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm, I mean, I like that too, but I'm always like, what's next? What can I come? What's the next ex- excitement? What's the next project I can try? Like, and you kind of keep me grounded while I'm flying off and thinking about all these. But crazy I have no doubt well. that you know whatever is going through Jess's mind in terms of creative project, it could be the next you know uh, sort of breadwinner for us. Mm. Uh, I think I think Ethereal will always be a, a staple of our business. Yeah. Uh, something I enjoy. I've no uh, no doubt I will continue to do it as long as you know my eyes can allow me to see. <laughs> as I'm, I'm getting older, I'm realizing it is becoming harder to mm. to, to see these smaller details. Uh, I think it'll be almost time for some bifocals, oh, perhaps. Man. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, Whatever keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. and so and, and I'm, I've no doubt in you know you come back in five years, we'll be we'll have another couple of different businesses running, and who knows? Yeah, or new projects or yeah. whatever. But things will be. I think at base things will be the same as they are. It'll just be little changes along the way, really. Um, <laughs> this is a great question for me. <laughs> Nick might have some input on this. Uh, Jess, was it easier or harder than you thought to hand over jobs or tasks that you could, you enjoy, or maybe you don't enjoy, but your time is better spent elsewhere? Uh, yeah, this is this is <laughs> pulling teeth would be good. Uh, it's I'm I'm a bit of a control freak, aren't I? Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm not going to deny. Uh, letting, getting Jess to let go of stuff that yeah. I'm quite <clears throat> capable of doing takes takes some going. Once 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 acceptance has set in, I think it, it works, and then it's working on the next thing that I can uh, perhaps take from Jess to you know free up her to focus on being the you know the direction of our business. Um, 
It's a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. We, we <laughs> I don't think it will ever change. I think uh, once Jess finally lets go, I think uh, it's a big weight off her mind mm. that she can just you know trust me to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does. It's it is hard for me to let go of things. I like to, uh, yeah, I try not to micromanage you. Like once, once I've sort of handed a task over to you, you're trained. And I'm, I've convinced myself, you know what you're doing. I, I can let go. And then I just know that you're going to get it done. And yeah. you do. And you're getting better. Like <laughs> the first few was, was, was difficult. Especially but, uh, the jewellery, I think. Yeah, that was the big one. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, you know, the ring side of the business, letting, letting go of that was, mm. was tricky for you, I think. Yeah, it was because it was like, the, for me, it was like the core of the creative making that I was doing. And letting go of that to giving it to someone else, it almost felt like I don't know, like it just it didn't feel right necessarily because it was almost like oh, Feral was my baby, like I this is my work, and then letting somebody else make it. But then it's Nick making it, so it's 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 our baby. Yeah, <laughs> and you do such a brilliant job of it. Like I I haven't made a ring in a long time, and I'm sure you'll if you know if we went head to head, you'd probably be better at it than I am now. Oh, challenge accepted. I <laughs> <laughs> make a great YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Have we missed anything? Nick's looking at like I've rearranged the list of questions. Yeah, sprung that one me. Oh, maybe thirty seconds before we started. Oh, I've just reorganised all the questions. <laughs> so uh, all my notes went out the window. So I don't know. I guess uh, are we finished? <laughs> I think we're pretty much finished. Um, like, what do you see going forward? I think you kind of mentioned this before. Um, like, do you think you will ever go get a job? Oh, if if push comes to shove and it, it becomes a necessity, then yes, I will just go out and get a job to to support us if needs be. But I, as far as I can see, I would like to continue with you know ethereal. It's something I enjoy, mm. um, and hopefully, people will keep buying our stuff and and appreciating what we do. Um, and if not, well, we'll see what see what happens if it happens yeah and i have no doubt that we'll be able to figure it out together yeah Yeah, i have no doubt (laughs) thank you darling for coming on the show today i appreciate you (laughs) appreciate you uh sharing your thoughts with uh everybody today was it all right yeah that was good we'll see see you in another 200 episodes (laughs) oh you've heard it here ladies and gentlemen he's promised to come back on maybe maybe 500 oh no you've said it now (laughs) edit edit that bit out (laughs) no it's not happening (laughs) it's going out to the public (laughs) i hope you all enjoyed that episode we certainly enjoyed recording it i want to send uh two huge thanks one to nick He's quite a private person, so I was really happy when he agreed to come on the show and share his side of the story and his experience with this journey we've been on over the last decade and a bit, uh, this business and life journey we've been on together. So thank you, my love, for coming on the show and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. He'll probably never hear this, (laughs) but I'm sending him a thanks anyway. And secondly, I want to send a huge thank you to you, my listener. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for trusting me to help you on your handmade business journey. Uh, It's not something I take lightly. I know that what I share can have an impact and I hope that it has a positive impact on you. I'd love to hear, you know, your number one takeaway that you've had 
over the time you've listened to this podcast, I would absolutely love to hear what the number one thing that has stuck with you is. Uh, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at Create and Thrive, or just message me on Instagram and tell me what your number one takeaway from all of the years of the show has been. And uh, I look forward to doing many, many more episodes going into the future. Uh, a little bit of news as well. Um, I have started doing more YouTube videos on a regular basis. So if you are interested in that and you like videos, you can check out my YouTube channel over on my website or just search for Jess Van Dan or Create and Thrive on YouTube and I'm sure it'll pop right up. And uh, probably a couple of times a month, I'll be releasing a new video over there, very much like the podcast, but in video form. So check that out and subscribe to that if you uh, do enjoy that platform as well as just listening here on the podcast of course the podcast is not going anywhere never fear and i just realized i have a final thank you to all of the members of the thriver circle past present and future this podcast could not exist without the support of the members of the thriver circle i know that you know supporting the podcast is probably not the main reason most people join they join to be part of the community to get access to my you're you to thrive course my workshops uh, the members only podcast episodes the business intensives i run with members there are so many positive benefits but without the support the financial support of the members of the circle this podcast wouldn't be able to keep going so thank you so much to everybody who has been a member of the circle who is a member of a circle and for those of you who are thinking about joining in the future membership will be open again pretty soon just within a couple of weeks so if you are interested head on over to thrivercircle.com and you can find out how exactly the circle will help you to create a profitable thriving business sooner thank you again for listening uh, i appreciate you for being here and uh, i will be back again with episode 201 next week i'm jess van den and goodbye for now Hi, Alice. Hi. Are you coming to keep us company? No, that's not a good idea. (laughs) We're just going to be distracted by cat if we do that. It's my stress kitten. (laughs) Hi, stress kitten. You just want to be be part of what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Where's my phone when I need to take a photo? Seriously. (laughs) Okay. We're good. Okay, I'm going to have a little five second silence and then we're going to go get into it, okay? Okay. Cool. Five seconds. Mm. Starting when? <laughs> now. 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 Silence. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. Come on. <laughs>